So I was reading a New York Times article about young people in the diaspora. We always think of the diaspora, well I do anyway, uh, in Old Testament terms. When the Jews were lifted up out of Jerusalem and Israel and pushed out into Babylon and, and, and communities and they spread across um, across the Mediterranean seaboard because they were not welcome to come to the back to their homeland. And so they were pushed out so that they would have no power at home. If they were spread out and they were minorities in these communities, people with different customs and different language, they would be looked down upon and their power would be dissipated. And yet the article I read was talking about the diaspora of young people who have had to leave their homelands and communities for varying reasons and having to find their way out there in the world. We have a lot of people who have been displaced by wars, by famines. Now we're looking in our very own country at people who are being displaced by wildfires that are so, so strong that 10% of Oregon natives have been displaced, 10%. The wildfire in California right now, um, if we were in Massachusetts, it would go from Provincetown and all the way west till we got to about Pittsfield, is about how much land has been burned. And that was a number of days ago I was trying to compare acreage so I can get my head around it. About seven times the size of Rhode Island. And so we have entire communities in the West that have lost houses and businesses and sadly lives. And broke my heart the most to hear about the 12-year-old boy who tried to take refuge in a car, holding his dog on his lap, and that's how he died. It just breaks my heart that in this day and age, in this wealthy nation, that we have these sort of natural disasters that are just outside of our power to stop. And yet we know that natural disasters do not respect borders or wealth or power. And so they create a diaspora where people are forced out of where they had been, away from everything that they knew. And as I thought about this, was reading in Deuteronomy about how the Jews of the diaspora, God bless you, how, about how the Jews of the diaspora were forced out and, and 
they are just heartbroken because they want to go home. They want to go home. They want to be in their own land. They want their old lives back. And I think even for those of us who have not been displaced physically, we've all been displaced in some ways this year. And we want our old lives back. Yet God says that even to the ends of the earth, I will find you. You cannot be scattered so far, you cannot be broken so much, that I will not find you. And God invites God's people to just come back. Maybe not come back physically, physically, but to come back in spirit. And then you can live together if you follow God's ways. We're told to choose life. Choose life. So in the middle of being broken, in the middle of being scattered, in the middle of things seeming helpless, we are called to choose life. Because even to the ends of the earth, God will go with us. God will be with us, God will touch us, God will be present in the hardest, harshest places on the planet. To the ends of the earth, God will be there and God will lead us home. We don't know exactly what that new home might look like. We might not know what that new normal looks like. We might not know what tomorrow looks like. But every day when we rise, when we watch the world born anew, with the sun coming up, the light shining in the darkness, we have that option to choose life. And when we choose life, we know that God's love is strong enough to break down the barriers. God's love is enough to carry us, to lift us up and to carry us through. But we have a choice to make. We can be pushed out into the corners of the world and we can decide that we're just going to lie down and die. Just like Elijah did. However, God had different plans for Elijah and God has different plans for us. God calls us to tell us that no matter how far we are pushed out to the end of our pain, to the end of our misery, to the end of what we think we can bear, no matter how far we are pushed, that God will gather us together from the ends of the world so that we can rise up and choose life. It's a choice. It is a choice. It is a gift. It is God's grace. And if we want to live fully, we have to meet that morning dawn 
and say yes to God's yes. From this early time back in Deuteronomy, as the people are traveling through the wilderness, seeking the promise of the, the promised land, God's telling them, do not give up. Do not be disheartened. Choose life, and I will go with you. And so today, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of brokenness in our world, in the midst of unthinkable forest fires and storms and the burning of the refugee camp in Lesbos where Apostle John had been exiled to, that all around the world there is deep, great suffering. And yet we are called in the midst of suffering, in the midst of what might seem hopeless, to choose life. And if we choose life, God will multiply us in the world, multiply the goodness in the world, multiply that gift which we are given so that we might be able to come together and sing God's praises. God calls us to choose life so that our lives have meaning and so that we can bring glory to God. So let us gather ourselves together from the ends of the earth and seek God in all that we do by saying yes to God's yes, choosing life for today, life for tomorrow.